Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% The Zone at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com. Razorbacks are going to keep it on the ground. Now it's a play fake, and it's a touchdown throw as Jefferson pulls the ball back and hits Satania on a crossing route. Touchdown, Arkansas, on the throw from Jefferson. Third down and 11. They can get a first down without scoring. That would be at the three-yard line. Protection this time. K.J. got some time to throw to Binion at the goal line. Touchdown, Arkansas! Dependent on a little wheel route, 14 yards, they blocked it up. They'll have to snap it one more time, and that'll be it. They have been so close. Milrow takes a knee. Sam Pittman, Nick Saban, head toward the center of the field. Hawks put up quite a battle today. They were down, they came back. They turned it into a field goal affair by the fourth quarter, but it is Alabama who will win the ball game. It will be nice to be back in Fayetteville next week. We knew going into the game that they were really good. And uh, coming in this venue, we knew it would be a, ha- a tough task for us, but we wanted to be in it in the fourth quarter uh, with an opportunity to win, and that's what we were. Yep, that's a sink. All right, we welcome you into the zone another day and another close loss for Arkansas as we uh, look forward to a great week this week and Arkansas returning home and that's just the tip of the iceberg for what we're going to get into today. We are here brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Thank you for being with us. Legendary coach Jackie Sherrill will join us. He spent some time at Mississippi State and he will be spending some time with us today as the featured guest of the Little Rock Touchdown Club. A much closer game than most of us expected this last weekend. Arkansas outscoring Alabama 15-3 to in the second half. Shut them out in the fourth quarter, and unfortunately Arkansas couldn't find four more points out there to score the huge upset and break the long losing streak to Alabama. But it has been uh, very competitive, and so at some point it becomes a trend, and you think, well, you know what? It's a pretty good team. And i got to say, I think Arkansas is pretty good. The problem is they're just playing teams that are apparently a little bit better, making another play or two. So um, I'm sure there's a lot of frustration, anger, irritation, whatever, but uh, I don't think any of us, when we left here on Friday, thought Arkansas would play Alabama within three points. I, Safe to say? I, no. I've, honestly, after watching the game and re-watching it, this team played well. They um, had a chance to win, had the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead. Man, just an unfortunate play where DeBinion gets the ball and there's a hole there. He cuts back to his right and trips over Josh Braun's foot. And if he doesn't trip, who knows what happens on that play? You know, I, remember, I was listening to Chuck and Quinn on the radio and they said there was a lot of green grass and he may have scored on that play. Uh, it almost kind of summarizes the whole season, doesn't it? Mm. Can't keep from tripping over their own feet. Uh, that's a, that was that was tough, and then they I think the next play was a sack and they had a punt, and then Bama ran out the clock. But to have the ball in the fourth quarter with the chance to win, I think every single one of us would have signed up for that on Friday, and that's exactly what they had. Same thing against BYU, same thing against Ole Miss, same thing against Alabama, and just unable to put it together, and it's unfortunate. Again, if you win one of those games, I think the feeling on the season is different. And it's too bad you lost all of them. So now you ride a five-game losing streak into 
the final uh, stretch here, including at least a couple of home games along the way. Three of them, right? Yep. Or four. 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 Yeah, four, four home out games. of five. Yep, so that's pretty darn good. And a winnable road game in the mix as well. So, um, anyway, it was uh, disappointing but not depressing, I guess, is the way I would say it. Cam Little again scoring the first points. We talked about that as a potential prop bet on Friday. Remember <laughs> that? Uh, Arkansas maybe scoring first and Alabama won the game. That was a pretty good bet, I thought. And that's exactly what happened. Those were all pretty pretty good. And obviously with uh, Cam, all you do is get the ball, and you're going to have a crack at it. He had to make a 55-yarder, but it was never in doubt. Tell you what, I'd like to have him in New Orleans right now um, uh. instead of uh, groupie. But uh, anyway, kudos to Cam and uh, kudos to Arkansas for another good effort. But people are tired of good efforts, and I don't call it a moral victory. You can, here's the thing. There's a difference. You can say they played well. They played hard. They're giving great effort. There's guys, you know, obviously taking it upon themselves to, to win one-on-one battles like Landon Jackson and still not call it a moral victory. It's not exactly the same thing. I think you can, you know, you got to be able to differentiate the two. And some people are like, ah, I'm tired of moral victories. Huh. I don't believe in moral victories either, but I'm also going to tip my cap to a great effort, and I'm surprised. Maybe it's teams continually overlooking Arkansas, but at some point you got to give the team a little bit of credit, right? Do you feel better about the team this week than you did last week? Uh, I feel about the same. I feel a little better. I I think this team, defensively, they can hang their hat. They're a pretty good defense. They are a pretty darn good defense. I concur. They And, guys, don't forget, they were without a lot of key players on that defense. There were, there were a couple of busts that led to two Alabama touchdowns, and if those players are in there, I don't know if those busts happened. Uh, but they were playing some second-team, third-team cornerbacks, backup safety, and they made some mistakes, and it cost them 14 points. And you look at the defense play, almost fantastic for the first quarter. Had one bad play. Second quarter was a disaster. Third and fourth quarters were really good. Yeah. They've got a good defense. At times, and it's weird, you know, they they were able to get some drives against Alabama and score it in two touchdowns. The thing that's disappointing is the throws you made. You didn't make Milrow make great throws. He, he just he's throwing it in the ocean. Oh, he's wide open. You got guys that are ten ten yards open. I mean, it's just that's the thing. Just make him work for it a little bit because we all know he's not a great passer. And they did keep him in check, run the ball too. They did a lot of good things defensively. You can't complain. No. And the thing that's funny is this is like so fan base. You don't. How many times have you heard the name Travis Williams this year? A lot. Almost not at all. Oh. You know why? Because Arkansas's defense oh. is doing a pretty good job. I hear Dan Enos' name oh, five yeah, times yeah. a day yeah. because Arkansas's offense is disappointing. Yeah. When I hear, I hear Cody Kennedy's name more than lot. I hear Travis Williams' name. Yeah, the only. Yeah, I hear T. Will's name a lot, but or some because people are praising him in, in the defense and what they're doing and but what not, a difference. Hiring him and that staff has made, and the portal additions, that's changed the defense in one year from being the worst in the SEC to right now you're middle of the pack, a little above average. But you're not going to get that from the fans. You're not going to get it from the listeners. You're right. You're right. Because they like to complain, and they like to focus on the negative, and that's just the way people are. That's human nature, I guess, to some degree, and it's disappointing. But let's give them some love. I mean, again, you look at what they did. You tell me 24 to Alabama, 27 to Ole Miss – you know, even 34 to LSU, an explosive offense, pretty good. The BYU game was disappointing. Um, and the Texas A&M game, again, you need to be in that game at 34-20. You know, you scored 22 points. That ain't good enough. Mm-hmm. So, Turns you know, we out know where the problem is. Uh, BYU probably isn't that good. That's, yeah. They had a disappointing loss this weekend. They did have had another win or two that was decent, right? They BYU beat. played well that day. I'll, I'll give them that. They BYU did. Yeah, played they did. well that day. Well, they hit about five one in ten plays, right? I mean, the and one-handed catches. Well, that and they got the and they got the trick play that worked perfectly. Arkansas yep. was completely fooled on that, but that happens. But yeah, I mean, they're not. Uh, I don't think they're awful. They did get smoked this week, and they beat Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's not very good. They were in the game with Kansas. They got killed by TCU this week. I think the the story on BYU is yet to be written, but they're not awful. And they did. You're right. They probably played their best game of the year. Unfortunately for Arkansas. Yeah. Anywho, uh, so you got five left and still a shot at a bowl game, and it starts this week. you got to win this week, right? Must win. Must uh, win. I'm, I'm sorry. It is a must win. If you want to turn around your season. If you want to make a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got to win this week. This is the two worst teams in the SEC right now, um, and you're at home. You have been on the road for four weeks. You're finally coming home. You've got to win this game. Going into the bye week, 
that gives you a week to get healthy, uh, to get re-energized, and to really preach this final stretch, four games, three out of four on the road. It's in front of you. you got a chance to go bowling. you got a chance to turn your season around. Guys, the, the unthinkable right now could happen with them winning out. But it takes winning this first game against Mississippi State. You have to beat the Bulldogs. Well, I, here's what I don't want, and what I don't think they will do, is go four for four if they lose this week. So that's too much right. of an ask for I agree. Me. I agree. And that's what it would take to get a bowl game if they lose this week. So bowl game is the bare minimum to salvage the season. If you end up with five wins or less, it is a huge, disgraceful disappointment. It is a completely unacceptable outcome, and you got to find a way to get a bowl game. And it starts this week, yeah. And it's an 11 o'clock start, obviously. Um, but you got every game on the rest of the schedule that's winnable, for sure. So Missouri's obviously looking like a taller order week by week, but it's certainly doable at home, I would think, at the end of the year. And, again, I can't say that – look, I was wrong. I mean, I didn't give Arkansas any chance at all, even to be competitive in this game. Um, and I still think beating Missouri – Missouri might be the best – Missouri is the best team on their schedule. Missouri might be the hardest mm-hmm. win left. Unless you want to factor in playing on the Florida's road at Florida, I'm sure. Playing well, better than they, they looked earlier in the season. They've improved. They squeaked they, one out this week against they, a South Carolina team that's pretty marginal, admittedly. On the road. Um, I thought once South Carolina jumped ahead, I thought that game was over and South Carolina was going to win. But uh, Florida showed me a little something, came back. Uh, Florida's been hanging their hat on defense, and South Carolina carved them up this weekend. So mm. I, I'm not sure what to read out of Florida. Uh, the, the caveat I've always had with the Florida game is they're playing – Georgia the week before Arkansas is coming off of a bye. Yep. And I think that's a huge advantage for Arkansas. I'll go with that. Mertz, by the way, threw for over 400 yep. yards in the victory and uh, certainly didn't expect to shoot out on that one, but congratulations to Florida finding a way. Kentucky got pounded at home by Missouri, so again, the Tigers continue to show they are for real, and they outscored Kentucky 18-zip in the fourth quarter to get there. LSU pounded Auburn. You cannot lose Auburn. You cannot lose Mississippi State. Yep. you got to win Florida International. There's three wins right there, and then yep. figure out where the other one is. Yep, it's, it's either Florida or, or Missouri. And if it isn't either one? Been disappointing. Have a good offseason. Tennessee getting it done against AM. I was happy for them. That was a good win. Uh, Georgia rolls at Vanderbilt, not as maybe convincingly as some might have expected, certainly the odds makers. Uh, nationally, there were a lot of good games this last weekend. You don't have quite as many this weekend, but you got the huge showdown in the Big Ten. And I will tell you this I was very impressed with the way that Penn State and Ohio State handled their business against uh, lesser thans over the weekend. 41 7 on the road for Ohio State. And, uh, listen, Massachusetts is absolutely awful, but 63-zip for Penn State. They left no doubt, so kudos to them. They got off to a little bit of a slow start, but then they just rolled the victory. So, And then the game of the week, Washington finds a way against Oregon. So congratulations to the Huskies, a huge step forward, and a uh, good game by Knicks, just a little better for Penix and the Huskies as they find a way to pull it out, 36-33, and now they're, you know, they got about a 50% chance to make the playoff. Still got some tough games ahead. Um, the Heisman Trophy is his to win. Penix? Yep. His to lose? Yes. <laughs> that too. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. How about uh, Oklahoma State upsetting Kansas? Oklahoma State looked like they were giving up the season. Yeah. They got their fourth win. I I didn't see that one coming. Uh-uh. I, I've watched Oklahoma State a couple times. Of course, the UCA game, they're not a very good team, but they played a lot better. and uh, Teams get better. Right? That's yep. the goal. If you got a good coach, teams get better, and, and Oklahoma State has gotten better, and they looked, and, and that's a big win. They needed that, and that's that's your hope, Razorback fans, right there. If Oklahoma State can do it, Arkansas can do it. They sure. can get better, and that offense can be better and start playing better and score some points. Well, Take advantage of the defense that you got. K.J. Jefferson is better than all three of the quarterbacks playing at Oklahoma State. I can say that for sure. That's the frustrating part. Um, it's not like Arkansas is struggling because they've got a bad quarterback. We're 19 minutes into the hour, and we have not mentioned Rocket Sanders being out either, which I did not expect to happen. I don't know how much it matters at this point. I like the Binion. I do, too. I've always liked the Binion. I think A.J. Green's a very good back, too. Um, they've, they've got running backs. We knew that. that that's the... Uh, that's the strength of this team on offense is the depth at running back, and thankfully they have that depth because I don't think that it meant – I don't know that Rocket playing would have made a difference. Concur, I, I concur. Does it really – yeah, does it really matter who the running back is behind this line? I, I don't think we're going to be able to run the ball the entire year. Well, you can make the argument that Dominion makes guys miss, and so it helps because there's usually somebody right there, mm-hmm. and he if he can make that one guy miss and he gets a couple of yards – Rockets doesn't have that uh, shiftiness 
uh, like uh, uh, some of the running backs that they have on this roster. Well, Green's fast, obviously, and he had a good day, 6 for 44 for him, um, and a 19-yarder among them. So there's not a lot of room to run. You're not going to do a lot against that defense for Alabama, which is what they're hanging their hat on this year because they're not very sexy on offense. Um, if you want to join us today, 661-1037, hit us up on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. Same phone number and Azure Wrecker live fan feedback. I expect a lot of feedback today, and I'm curious. Like, If I put my finger on the pulse, like, what is it? Is it negative? Are you feeling better because you go on the road to Tuscaloosa and put a scare into Alabama? Uh, what are you thinking? I mean, again, I think next week when we're sitting here on Monday, I don't care if Arkansas wins on a last-second Hail Mary. If you find a way to beat Mississippi State, I think you feel like you're in pretty decent shape to potentially get to the postseason. I saw some stuff in the second half that makes me feel better. Maybe the offense can build off of that. What have we been talking about for four or five weeks? What's the identity of this team? It's got to be the running game. No, the identity of this team is their defense. Defense. That's the one thing that keeps showing up consistently. And the thing is, yes, they had a couple of mistakes the other day. And, yes, they've had a couple of games where they've given up a a high number of points. Again, I go back to the BYU game. BYU could have just as easily scored 24 in that game, and Arkansas could have won. And, again, they made a few miraculous plays to pull it off, so kudos to them. I'll give them credit. But I think the defense is where you hang your hat. Defense and special teams, which I never thought wow. I'd say. No. I mean, the punting in this game? Yeah. It was a game changer. And Cam's a freak. Flipping the field, no doubt. No doubt. I, the only thing that was missing was Satania, and I really kept thinking he was going to bust one. Well, they finally got him in the offense. Uh, he got a touchdown catch. So yeah. It was funny how they are like, oh, we just found this super neat new weapon. <laughs> The fastest guy on the field finally scores a touchdown. Yeah, Chris, five yards. You got Sam Pittman talking about Satania. Let me take a couple calls. Uh, it was good to see him. That was a hard. I, that was a tough catch for the touchdown on, on the on the slant. Um, really good ball. Um, but yeah, you know we need each everybody we can get to come in and make plays for us. And I was really happy for him. You know, he's always he's done a nice job with the kickoffs and the and the punt returns and all those things, but we need to continue to use him at slot and uh they're really happy for him. He got a couple balls and a touchdown today. Um also I gotta mention the tight ends, not enough targets there. Three targets, two catches, forty nine yards between them. Now admittedly the gums catch was about as miraculous, and that's saying something because we've seen some absolutely insane stuff from KJ over the years. But the most miraculous play I've ever seen from KJ, I don't know, the BYU one last year was pretty ridiculous too. But this was, I mean, the dude had him wrapped up, dead to rights, and the fact that all his teammates didn't get in there and jump on him, I don't know how they didn't. But anyway, he breaks away and then he makes a perfect throw, and Gums picks up the majority of the, the yardage afterwards. Nick Saban's explanation of what happened was perfect. Uh, we've got that clip, and then we'll take some calls here. You know, when a quarterback can take a, a, a major college football player and sling him off like a gnat on a fly's ass, I mean, a fly on a, a gnat on a cow's ass, I mean, that, 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 that was one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen a player make. Too bad he didn't nail the uh, analogy right out of the gate, but it was, it was the point was made. I don't care if it's a gnat on a fly's ass or a gnat on a cow's ass or a fly on a cow's ass or a cow on a gnat's ass. All I know is it was amazing. Tossed him like a rag doll. It was impressive. So, anyway, I'd like to see the, t- the tight ends targeted a little bit more. And, look, the runs game is going to be what it is. I'm tired of talking the offensive line. It's going to be what it is. They're not going to be able to – you can't put too much lipstick on a pig. It is what it is. But the defense and the special teams hopefully will give them a chance. I predicted on Friday that Cam would kick four field goals and they'd score 12 points. He kicked two in the first half. I was like, well, we're right on schedule. I was happy to see a couple touchdowns in the second half, but uh, unfortunately not quite enough for Arkansas. A couple of calls here, then we'll hit a break. It's 10-24. Some game balls and jock straps coming up in a little bit as well. That's brought to you by Caddy's Touch Landscape. What do you say, JW? Hey, guys. Okay, now you asked Paul, so I'm fixing to tell you. Everybody don't beat the same way. So I know y'all guys are trying to be positive, but I'm tired of hearing us talk about this team. Like I talked to my son after he loses his peewee football. You did real good, son. You showed me some good stuff out there. This is not peewee. If we had an all. This is coaching again. We had 12 yards rushing in the first half. You, you're a, you have a. All I've heard about Enos was a tight end guy. Used tight end. You just said it. Two passes. Washington catches everything. Big yards. Nothing. If we played like we came like in the second half, we would have beat them. I'm so tired of losing one game. 
I mean, losing games by one score. And and we saying we're doing real good. We're trying real hard. We're playing with them. And I'm tired of hearing where they get better players, the NIL deal. Do you realize they are getting better players and we're still hanging with them and still can beat them, but we're losing because of bad coaching? This is on Pittman. He hired Enos. Okay? It's also his job and to have the offensive line going. Until we address these things, I hope you enjoy talking about this team like they're a peewee team that's trying real hard because a lot of us fans are sick of it. He's okay. one game away from, okay, this is Pittman's best team. Best, let that sink in. Okay, let's stop, let's stop the motivational stuff and let's be real. J.W., can I give you a little dose of reality? Can I give you a little dose of reality? J.W., let me give you a little dose of reality. Here's the thing, okay? okay? And again, I'm not trying to be argumentative here. That's going to blow your mind. Okay, well, give me a second here. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You just made, you just, you just basically contradicted yourself because you talked about how they have better players and then you put it on the coaching. The coaches are obviously doing something right. At least on the defensive side. Hang on. Let me, fin- let me finish. I let- wait a minute. Wait a minute. I let you speak. Give me a break. Give me a second. So they're obviously doing something right. You can't have it both ways. They've got way better players, and the coaches are failing across the board. They- the- both those can't be true. The other thing of it is, how many teams has Arkansas lost to this year that they were better than? Do what? How many teams how- have they lost How many teams have beaten Arkansas that Arkansas was better than this year? Well, if they're losing by one by a bad coach, answer me the game. answer my question, JW. Do you how many teams could only lost one game this year? How many teams do you think are better than Arkansas or are not as good as Arkansas that Arkansas lost to this year? How many? Why is it week from week? Y'all Can you answer my question? If you don't answer my question, I'm going to hang up on you. If you don't answer my question, I'm going to hang up on you. Answer my question and I'll let you speak. How many teams how many that Arkansas lost to are better than them? And how many aren't? Well, it, yeah. it, it looks like we're almost evenly... Hang up on him. Everybody it, here is answering the question It's very simple. There's only one team that has beaten Arkansas this year that is not as good as Arkansas. If Arkansas played BYU ten times, they beat him eight. Maybe nine. Thank you. LSU, if Arkansas played LSU ten times, how many times they beat him? Three. Okay. Two or three. Two or three. Yeah, two or so three. that means they're not as good as LSU. No. Okay. No. What about A&M? I'm, I'm a little higher on A&M now. I think two. Okay. I Didn't think A&M's got a good team. Ole Miss? A&M lost to Tennessee. Yeah, by a touchdown. Yeah. On the road. It was their seventh game in a row on the road. A&M's got problems, but that's another issue. A- okay, uh, Ole Miss? Road issues. Ole Miss? Four. Three or four? Yeah. Okay. Alabama? Two or three? One. Two? One or two? One. Okay. I rest my case. Thank you. J.W., I, I'm listening to you. Yeah. I'm not saying what you're saying is crazy. What I'm saying is you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, they're getting better players and our, our coaching staff is awful or they're not getting the job done across the board. There are a couple of key areas that we know since week two that have been an issue. But let's not act like, again, let's give a little credit to the defense. Let's give a little bit of credit to special teams. And I'm sorry if we don't look at it the same way. Yes, I'm frustrated by one-score losses too, but guess what? You're losing to teams that are better than you, and most people didn't have you even to, in the game. You shouldn't even be in the game. Yeah. That's right. And again, not getting blown out maybe isn't enough for most people, and it's not for us either, but there's something to be said for that. The offensive line situation is not going to change, and it is frustrating, and that will be that will be the story this season. It right? Can, it can change. Mm-mm. They can get better. No. Yes, they can. Uh-uh. They're not I just going told to. you Oklahoma State got, is, getting, is playing better. Not They've on, gotten better. Not on the offensive, offensive line. line. They can get better. You got two red shirt freshmen starting at tackle. They can get better week to week. Mm-mm. They can get better. No, with more experience, more plays, more snaps. Yes, uh-uh. they will improve. No. Well, then why do why do linemen get better year after year after year? Because they they go through off season and they uh, they get experience. That, and that freshman for uh, Alabama, that left tackle that Arkansas abused. Yeah. In three years, he'll be all SEC. Yeah. Well, not in three weeks, he won't. Then he'll be a little better next week. He'll be better the next week. That's not how it works. Yes, I don't, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, I disagree. Robert, what's up? <laughs> oh, what a great banter. I love that. Well, one thing is for sure. They're gonna, the offensive line is going to look better for a few weeks because we're playing easier teams. But I'm looking positive at it, really. I'm with you, Justin. I, I think they're getting better. 
and they've hung in there with some pretty tough things. Everybody knew it was going to be a gauntlet. But I think the key, I cannot wait to hear Clint Sterner, because Clint said last week he thought there was some kind of a deal between the coaches and KJ that said, you don't have to run, we're going to make you a pocket passer. You guys remember that? There was some suggestion well, that. He also has said they can't win without him running. Halftime. Yeah. The deal must have come up and done during halftime because he took game over and ran that la- that second half. And I well, think that he's been running all year. Made game After they got through about three weeks and they realized they can't win with him as a pocket passer, they did start running him again. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the goal before the season, Robert, but I don't think that lasted long. Yeah. Okay. They ran right. several I, quarterback I draws this week. Clint, Clint might say I told you so. That's okay. Let him say that. He's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hear him on the other side. All, All right, Robert. Go. Good to hear from you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. All right. Robert Raines, our buddy down at the Gangster Museum. Uh, we got to hit timeout. Last Clint, how much better can the offensive line get between? I've given up on that part of it. I just you got to win in spite of it now to me at this point. So it is what it is. I'm not saying these guys won't ever be good. I'm just saying I don't think for this season you're going to see any significant improvement. I think it is what it is. I think they'll be better next week playing a lesser defensive line. I'll think about that. this. Look at the defensive lines they've just played. A&M's great. A&M, Alabama. Ole Miss, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed in the production against Ole Miss because Ole Miss's defense isn't as good. Well, and LSU has... Dudes, dudes. But, no, they got stuck. But, they, but they've been getting smoked every week. Yeah. So there's something wrong with their defense. It's the secondary. It's terrible. Terrible. All right, we've got to hit a break. We'll get Clint's opinion on it. 10-32 at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Thank you to Arkansas Urology. Jackie Sherrill coming up in a bit. It's the way that I want to live. Your home for Dallas Cowboys football is 103.7 The Buzz. Presented by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. America's team on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. This is SportsCenter. Another busy weekend in Division I football in the state of Arkansas. First, it was the Arkansas Razorbacks who fell 24-21 against the Alabama Crimson Tide. They rallied to make it a one-score game, but Bama was ultimately able to run out the clock on the Razorbacks, who are now 2-5 overall. They are 0-4 in the Southeastern Conference. They'll take on Mississippi State next week at 11 a.m. at home. UCA was one of the bright spots this weekend as the Bears got a 24-21 come-from-behind victory over Stephen F. Austin. They are now 5-2 overall, 3-0 in the league. Arkansas State was off this week. They'll take on Coastal Carolina next Saturday on the road. And then finally, UAPB lost to Mississippi Valley 42-17 in Mississippi on Saturday. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Tune in to hear what the Head Hog has to say each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock and Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. Unless you've been living under a rock. You've heard of the current turmoil in the auto industry. Rising used car prices and declining new car inventory is clearly a real possibility. But this month, Watney Chevrolet strikes back with 0% on 2023 Silverados. Call 501-982-2102. Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville anticipated today's car climate months ago by ordering extra new inventory and assembling a fleet of quality used cars. 
Call 501-982-2102. Trade now because prices could soon be headed in the wrong direction. Plus, get the relief of no payments until after New Year's. Watney Chevrolet will get you right before the storm on the horizon. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos, deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays, and DJ spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. Come and get your Willie on. You're back in the zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Check us out online at 1037thebuzz.com and throw us a follow at JustinAcre7, at Wes underscore more, and at CWeaver1037. Now, back to Justin Acre and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. I hope I'm not too late. Turner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas! Clint Turner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Turner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Turner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! All right, let's get uh, the thoughts of the QB. Clint Sterner on a Monday morning quarterback segment here. Again, brought to you by Motorsports Authority. What do you say, Clint? How you doing? Fellas, I'm doing all right, man. About as good as I can do through this uh, race back season right now. As good as I can be, I, I suppose. But, uh, man, we're vertical, and, and we had a good overall weekend of football. And, and uh, man, we got the Astros down here. We got the Astros in the another ALCS. So, man, life is, life is all right down this way, man. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm sure that uh, Wes will want to talk about that at length. But let's start with the Razorbacks, Clint, and the fact that uh, another one-score game they lose – uh, they're finding ways to overcome the offensive line issues, defense, and we were talking about what's the identity? Defense and special teams, they're able to hang their hat on that semi-consistently, which has been nice to see. And I, I saw a tweet, and it was a, a tweet of frustration, I will say, from you. Uh, I don't want to put emotions in your heart, but it looked like you were you were a little confounded about what you were seeing on the offensive side of things from Arkansas through two quarters the other day. Yeah, I mean, really, it was through three quarters. I mean, I, look, I, we can... I think you're right. I think you're spot on that, that what gives me hope the rest of the season is you got a kicker that's nails and, and you got a defense that, that, uh, it's not just one dimensional. You got a secondary that can cover down. Although they busted a couple, you've got a secondary that can cover down when they get it right. You got a defensive front that, that can, can, it can hold up to the big boys in the league and in, in this league. And so you, you we're going, it gives me hope moving forward. But as we, as we hone in on this ball game that we just watched, it's just, it's extremely frustrating, uh, again, beyond just guys not being very good. I mean, look, it's clear. It, it, every conversation, I think, moving forward for me needs to start with the fact that this offensive line is just not good. Whether we're talking about the pass game or the run game, this offensive line is, is just not very good. Um, K.J. Jefferson is not a progression pocket-passing quarterback. Um, the wide receivers have have absolutely zero wiggle, uh, zero change of direction, zero shake, uh, and all of those things are, are issues right now. Uh, and and that part is while frustrating, Justin. I, I you know, that's that's something for me that it, it's really hard to just continually beat that dead horse because you got to take the guys that you have and you got to make you got to make the best of the situation. Um, and that's why coaches are paid so handsomely th- these days. And it's just offensively, it's very difficult for me to to kind of wrap my head around some of the decisions that are made, given what we all know at this point on the offensive side of the football. And so I couldn't help but maybe voice a tad bit of my frustration there on, on the old Twitter machine. 
Yeah, here it is. This Arkansas offense is an extremely difficult watch. It's hard to make sense of what I watch week to week, top to bottom. Yes, that is about right. Here's the question I have for you, Clint. It's not going to change anytime soon significantly other than the level of competition. Maybe the offensive line looks a little bit better against Mississippi State and Auburn. We'll find out. Certainly they're going to look better against Florida International. Here's what I want to ask. Since you know you can count on your defense week to week and you feel good about special teams, is there something they can do offensively to be a little more complimentary or is there? Are they stuck with what they've got? Well, no. I, I think that the frustrating part of it again is beyond just guys, you know, at certain positions not being very talented yet, or maybe they're too green. I, I don't know why they're struggling, but beyond that, the frustration for me, Justin, comes with. I know, I know. Right now, as we talked briefly last week on Friday, I know right now my offensive line. Is, is not going to be able to hold up really against anybody, but damn sure not the, the SEC West opponents and SEC opponents on the schedule, right? And so on first and 10, I would stay away from play-action passes that all three receivers in the route are running routes, you know, 15 yards or deeper. Um, I know there was one time in the Alabama game, I think in the second quarter, where on the TV copy you can see it plain as day. You know, they're play, long play action, and K.J. stands up, and you've got a go route outside, you've got a post inside, and you've got a 15-yard kind of a little flag out route by the inside receiver. And you just don't have – you don't have the guys to do that. Um, not on first and ten, right? Not in the second quarter. If, if the game gets out of hand and you've got to do some of those things late, kind of like the LSU game where it was just kind of bombs away and you feel like you have – okay, that's fine. But, but first and ten, those kind of calls are going to turn into second and 19 which it did. Right? Um, you know, there's a cup there's a there's a drive there to start the second half, get an eight yard run. I think it's I think it's second and two. Um in the second half to start the second half and, and you go pass pass on second and third down, you end up in third long and you punt. Um for some reason Dominic Johnson's in the ball game in the fourth quarter when you when you gotta have it drive. You're down three, you gotta go eighty plus yards. And Dominic Johnson of all people is, is in the game at the running back position when you've got at least two other guys that have proven to be um, speed guys that have, have, have had good moments this year versus a guy that is your four-string back. Like, th- those kind of things to me are all just very, like, what what are we trying to get accomplished? What What is the thought process behind not having number zero or number seven in the backfield in that situation? And so those are the frustrating things to me that, that I think Dan Enos just has to correct, and if he does, you got a better chance of winning ball game. What what should they be doing offensively? What what kind of plays should they be running? Well, I, I mean, look, there, there's no doubt that, that it, it's an uphill battle, but but there is again, uh, I mean, when you're when you're in second and two, um, you know, let's let's not run a play action that takes an extra extra second to to develop and, and put your offensive line at risk. Uh, I really, you know, you guys know where I'm at. I mean, even though it's been tough sledding, I, I love the, the KJ quarterback plus one run game. I love the inside run game. For whatever reason, they cannot run the ball outside. I know they'll pop one every now and then because because Dubinian or or uh, a, a Green is is they got a little speed to them. They'll pop one every now and then. But I would I would stay away from the wide outside zone run. I would find a way to get the ball quickly to to Satania. I mean, he had a third test screen. I got big bodied receivers other than than uh, than than Satania. I would let those guys block and feed him the ball in the quick game and in the in the uh, in the screen game. He had a 13, 13 14 yard uh, screen, you know, screen that he caught and took it up the sideline. And then he had a little, he had a touchdown that he caught in some traffic on one of the RPOs. He's a guy that you got to get more touches to. Um, but I, look, I don't know that anything's going to be great with this offense. But I feel like there are some things that we need to exclude from the game plan that we just don't have the personnel to make it happen. And instead, we continually call those things. So, um, with, I don't, I don't think there's any one specific answer outside of, I would stay away from outside runs. I would get Satania involved. I would stick, I would, I would stay away from the, the, uh, the, the deeper play action stuff because my offensive line just can't hold up. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm covering a team here in Houston where, I mean, guys, they were down to – they had their third-string left tackle, uh, their third-string left guard, their third-string center, their starting right guard, and their second-string right tackle. And their quarterback went out there and didn't go, didn't get sacked for three straight ball games. And, and he went out there and, and, 
and, and actually won two of those three ball games because he was just getting the ball out quickly, and, and it was a, a, an extremely creative, quick game uh, that they created. They couldn't run the football a lot like Arkansas. They still can't run the football, but they 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 put some stuff in the game plan that allows their, their offensive line to not have to protect so long, and their quarterback gets it out. So there's plays out there, Wes. It's just I think those are for me. I just want our, I want Danny knows to stay away from the stuff that we know this group can't do. How important is the Mississippi State game? Oh, it's huge. I mean, every one every one of the SEC games is huge moving forward. And now you know you if Sam could have beat Alabama uh, at, at that point in time, I think that gives you a little bit of leeway. Obviously, it means you're a better football team than what your record says, but it gives you a little bit of leeway from not catching too much heat and your seat not being so high. Right now, um, you know, you're, you're going to bump up against some schools that, quite frankly, are, are teams that year in, year out, we expect to beat. Um, Mississippi State's one of those schools. Missouri's going to be – I know Missouri's having a hell of a year, but still the, the, the thought going into a Missouri game is you got similar Jimmys and Joes, and, and if your coaches make a difference, you should be able to go out there and beat that football team. And so, you know, this, this, this last stretch of, of, of uh, SEC games, Auburn is not a good football team, guys. I mean, they're just not. They they can run it a little bit, but the quarterback play is is not good. Um, I mean, that's that's a game that that um, Arkansas should win. And, and right now, Sam Pittman's in a place where he it's not about just one of them. Hell, he's got to go rattle off the rest of them. So um, this next one up, being Mississippi State, is a big one. Clint Turner joining us, brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Clint tonight, Cowboys center stage, and taking on a uh, Chargers bunch. Really got a. a I think it's a pretty good quarterback matchup. I don't yeah, know. we'll see how, how, what which Dak shows up tonight. Uh, this feels like a to me not a must win necessarily for the Cowboys, but a seemingly very important road game for them tonight. Well, I, I think it's an important road game. Um, it's clearly a a game where I, you know I don't necessarily know win versus loss, like you know long down the road what exactly it means for the Cowboys in terms of seating or anything like that, but. I know this. I know Jerry Jones, and and when Jerry Jones decides to move on from an offensive play caller, and then the guy that he decided on is his head coach, and they bump up against each other in in the regular season, I, I know Jerry is expecting Mike McCarthy to be better than Kellen Moore tonight in in some way, shape, or form, and and I, so I think this game is more about the internal uh, play caller decisions that Jerry's made in the past, kind of thing, more so than it is. Boy, this is going to be a win. You know, ten weeks from now, boy, this is going to be a huge win. Um, we'll see about all that, but I think this is more about internally this, the decisions that have been made uh, in in Dallas. And and you want to get Jerry hot, boys. One, lose ball games, but two, make one of his decisions look look plum ass silly. And and uh, Mike's got to refrain from doing that. Huge day in the Metroplex. Got the Rangers first pitch against the Strohs coming up this afternoon, and then you turn around and. Watch the Cowboys tonight. A lot of uh, a lot of drinking going to be happening in the, the North Dallas area. Uh, we're, talking on, about, we're talking about must wins, uh, and I think this is a must win for the Razorbacks. I think this is a must win for the Astros. You don't want to go down 2-0 with the series moving to Arlington. No, you d- you definitely don't. I mean, obviously in a seven game series, you don't want to drop the first two. I mean, I, I think if you if you if you're the Astros, the split is the worst you want to do. But if we look at uh, who the Astros are and we look at what they've done this year, you know, I, I don't think it's as into the world as it may be for some franchise, some organizations. I mean, the Astros were sub 500 at home. They played awful baseball at home for some reason this year. I don't, I can't explain it. I have no idea. They've been great on the road. So you, while, while if you do drop the first two, you got three in Arlington. You you have played your best baseball against against the Texas Rangers this year and you have played your best baseball on the road this year. So it's not a it's not just going to be the end of the the road for the Astros if they do drop another game in Houston. So um it's you know clearly Wes, I mean you are correct. I mean you drop you go down 02, boy, you are in you are in some hot water, but the Astros haven't been to seven straight ALCSs. I mean this is a, this is a franchise that this is an organization that man they just they just don't blink, man. They don't flinch. They don't the the the, the chemistry in the locker room, the belief. Uh, maybe it's Astro arrogance to some, um, but I tell you, man, they they uh, they tend to do their play their best baseball when they're backed against the wall. So I hope they split. I hope they win tonight and split this thing. But um, it'll make for some dramatics if they don't. All right, Clint. Thanks for the time, buddy. We'll talk to you Friday. 
All right, boys, y'all be good and go home. All right, Clint Sterner, brought to you by Motorsports Authority. About to hit a break. We'll come back and wrap up our first hour. Jackie Sherrill, legendary coach, can join us next hour. Guadney Chevrolet right now, great deals. Go to the website, guadneychevrolet.com. Got an old phone. They're going to give you some down payment assistance. Flip phones, bag phones, those things are valuable. Go find where that old bag phone is. Take it out to Gladys Chevrolet. There's your down payment right there. Got 0% financing on Silverados. Great financing deals on Equinox, 2024 Equinox in the house. Also trying to get rid of some of those 2023, so they're going to give you some great deals. Still paying top dollar for your used vehicles. Looking for quality cars, trucks, SUVs, because they're selling a ton of pre-owned vehicles. They got some out there for less than $300 a month. That's a great payment on a quality used vehicle at Guatney Chevrolet. And remember, no payments on their new vehicles until next year. Don't have to worry about that payment in October, November, December. Take advantage of some of the great deals happening right now at Guatney Chevrolet, Gregory Street Exit in Jacksonville. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. CertiPro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get CertiPro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is CertiPro Painters. You'll be happy you did. I'm living the life that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was that QC Kinetics treats pain associated with osteoarthritis with regenerative therapies taking your body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroid surgery or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. The best way to show up for tailgate season is with Mark McClarty Ford. Come see one of the largest selections of the best tailgating vehicles stadium parking lots have ever seen. And right now, take a whopping $12,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. That's $12,000 off. All with a five-star legendary car buying experience. Come visit Mark McClarty Ford today. Off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. Better prices, even better customer service. Hey folks, Trey Johnson here with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. And I want to thank all our customers for making HJ Trailer Sales the number one trailer and truck bed dealer in the state of Arkansas. With fall almost here and everyone heading to the woods, I want to let you know that we're here to keep your trailers on the road with a great repair shop. So come see us at HJ Trailer Sales where we make you the priority and where you will also find that we keep our word. We're family owned and operated. Check us out at hjtrailersales.com or on Facebook. Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it Back at the Little Rock Touchdown Club brought to you by Arkansas Urology. And we've got a few items here from the Astro Record Live Fan Feedback and the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Got some breaking news a moment ago. Brock Bauer is going to be out for the season, the outstanding tight end. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah, that's right. Out for the season with an ankle surgery. I did not see that. Yeah. I saw he's getting that uh, Tua Tungavaloa surgery, and, and they were hoping he'd be back in a couple weeks. Georgia announces starts tight end Brock Bowers undergo ankle surgery, likely missing the remainder of the season. 
UGA off this week, then faces Florida. So he's he's done with his time at Georgia. That was the way it looks like. Wow. Um, yep. That's the way it goes sometimes. It sucks for them. Um, well, Those high ankle sprains are bad. Yeah, it's not yeah, like you're Mahomes. Mahomes. It's a lot more than a sprain. Uh, we're going to do uh, some game balls and jock straps coming up next hour. We've also got Jackie Sherrill, and we will do the red-white report. This comes in from our Asher Record Live fan feedback. Jared says, can you talk about former Razorbacks in the NBA this week for 30 seconds? We can do it for longer than 30 seconds this week, just not today. Mark that down in your little book. We'll go through the NBA. We tip off this week or next week? Next, next week, week. Next Tuesday. Yeah. James says, uh, maybe the issue is our strength coach on the offensive line. Our guys can't push anyone around or make any movement on the line. That was the argument last season. That was why they parted ways, wasn't it? They they went out and got these huge offensive linemen, a couple of them from right here in central Arkansas, and they've lost a ton of weight. I mean, they came in at like 360, and now they're like at 305, 310. Part of it is they're stripping the bad weight and then adding good weight and they're still in the process of adding the good weight. Connor says, uh, can we call it like it is? Please. I'm a great Hog fan, but wow. We're the bottom of the SEC West, bottom of the SEC, period. Both those things are not true, actually, Connor. You're better than Vanderbilt, and you're probably better than Mississippi State and Auburn. We're going to find out in the next couple weeks. That being said, we still we are the best one-score losing team in the country. I think we're still fighting team. Go Hogs. Love your show. Yeah, hang in there, buddy. I think you're going to be happier over the next couple weeks. Best two and five team in college football, maybe. And Ted says, "Screw JW." I'm not even mad at JW. I'm just like, if I ask you a basic question and I let you on the show to say basically the same thing you say every week, then at least answer my question. And again, I'm all for the negativity. I understand it. I, I, I get the frustration. That's fine. And I like to let people, an, you know, kind of express that. That's what we're here for. But I'm like. Just answer one question for me. One basic question. How many teams has Arkansas lost to that Arkansas is better than? And we would agree only one. That doesn't mean that it's... You know, yeah, I expect them to occasionally beat a team that they're not quite as good as. Right. And they almost did. And that happens every week. Yeah. Uh, this is on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. The Astros will find a way to cheat to win out. Beat that drum, says KB. Wee. That was a long time ago. Aren't we over that by now? Wee. Have we moved on? That was like they won it the year after the Cubs won it. It's been a yeah, long it's been time. Five years, seven, six years. Yeah. Um, and they've won in a World Series since then, by the way. What's the name of the song you all went out on just now at ten fifty one? Christian, do you know what that was? John Mark. Ten fifty one. Like the song we just came out of the break with, like yeah, yes. Cool J's "Mama Said Knock You Out." You, oh, you don't yeah. know that one? Yeah. That's the only song you ever produced, according to some people. Um, this guy says, who wants to be the best 2-5 and five team in football? Wouldn't you rather be the best 2-5 and five team than the worst 2-5 and five team? I would. J.K. says, unfortunately, Anthony Lucas is not going to walk through that door. Yeah, the glaring issues at wide receiver um, were more apparent to me this last week than previously. Jock starts with the Hawks for not recruiting the quarterback at Fayetteville High School, who's in the top 30. I okay. think they got their quarterback. I think they're in good shape there. Chuck says, Turner's 100% correct. I'll get to that in a minute. For more than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to 